Appreciate you tuning back in here for another episode. Hope you guys all enjoyed the Tone C episode where I talked about being in a boy band. And it was such a blast to go back and recall all those times and all those memories and great friendships I created and uh, all the things I've learned uh, from that little point. But it was so cool just to go back and talk about it again. It's been a while. So moving on in the story is the thread started in the first episode where I talked about my cousin Josh Ferris, where we started writing songs together whenever we were kids. It kind of carried out as I was in high school as well. He's three years older than I am. and But when I was like a freshman in high school, sophomore, we were still writing songs together. And we decided that we would uh, try to start a band and get our dads involved. My dad at the time played drums for, I think, a local band at the time. He wasn't playing for two for the show. Um, my dad's been a drummer for a long time, played with Barbara Fairchild for a little bit, and also um, some of the bands he was in opened up for a lot of big acts, like Trace Adkins, Loretta Lynn, Mel Tillis, a whole bunch of folks. And my uncle, Jeff, is an excellent guitar player and singer as well. So we recruited them, and at the time, I, w- I continued being in chorus class in school after junior high, Fortunately, um, this this is actually my sophomore year whenever this happened. The longtime choir teacher for the high school had decided to retire, and they uh, recruited who other than Mrs. Kathy Brockman from the junior high to come and uh, teach choir at the high school. So we team up again here in the story. Uh, I told her about what I was doing musically and everything, and she uh, had the idea for my band to come play two songs at the spring concert. So I talked to my dad, my uncle, and my cousin, and we got together and played these two songs called One Night and All My Dreams, which I'll uh, I'll throw up here, uh, maybe if I can find the live performance, or uh, if not, I'll just throw up a little bit of the, some of the recording of uh, the EP that I'm about to talk about. We played those two songs. It was my first time playing uh, guitar live in front of that big of a crowd. I played, I remember I I played this Telecaster. I ended up getting rid of it a while back, but I really loved that guitar. Telecaster is my favorite electric brand, uh, electric guitar style to play. Just like the action on it. 
and the sound and all that. You know, everybody's got their uh, thing that they like about a certain brand or a certain style of guitar. We had the idea to record these five songs we had written and practice with my dad and my uncle as well as trying to do some shows in the local area, uh, maybe during the breaks. We played sometimes during the breaks of my dad's other band whenever they were playing out in the bars and clubs and stuff, and we'd do our you know three to five songs during their break. So I began trying to figure out where to record at. I couldn't find a recording studio really close by. The closest one was Springfield, Illinois, which is about an hour away. So I reached out to this guy, Everett Bug, who's an extremely talented and accomplished musician himself. His whole family, for that fact. Just to give you a little bit of the backstory on Everett Bug. Um, from what I know, like his dad got him and all of his brothers into playing music in his band as well. And they had operas and stuff for a long, long time. And still do to this day, the Bug family Opry. All the Bug family, they are all super talented. I mean, they can go toe-to-toe with any of the musicians in Nashville. I mean, they're that caliber of a player. And artists, I mean, they're just super talented people. Great musical talents, great harmonies, vocals, the whole nine. So I remember reaching out to Everett and seeing if he could maybe record us. And he's like, well, yeah, I think I can pull it off. I record our live show so we can do it similar to something like that. So he had us come down to his house there in Hillview, Illinois. And I remember whenever we got in there, he was just hanging out in his kitchen playing his electric guitar. had it hooked up to a little amp. And he was playing a song called Hummingbird, which is uh, notorious for its uh, very fast guitar playing. And he was playing it, and I was just blown away how fast of a guitar player he was. It was the first time at that point that I'd ever heard him play, but I've heard him play hundreds of times now, and he's ran sound for some of my bands at different times, saving us in a pinch, and I believe he even played drums during uh, a benefit we played, never my drum player couldn't make it at one point. Yeah, yeah, he did, actually. <laughs> or no, it was bass. And he just came in and just picked up and just started going. We just told him what key it was in, he rolled with it. I mean, that's that's the kind of player he is. He's phenomenal. He had us uh, all hooked up. He had the drums set up in the living room. Vocal booth was in the bathroom. Guitars and bass were recorded out in the living room. It was really cool how he kind of just, he put this together for us to record and charged us next to nothing. I think he charged me like $20 a song just for, uh, for what he did and the quality we got. He deserved a lot more than that. So I really appreciated Everett doing that. He uh, really helped me out a lot and uh, gave me some good points. And really just was very uh, encouraging in the whole process and told told me different things about how to record into a mic, you know, how close to be. We talked a lot about the process. I tried to pick his brain as much as I could, as much as a 14 and a half year old kid could do. So we recorded that EP and uh, so next up was to put on a release show. So where are we going to do that at? So again, I turned to Mr. Everett Bug, who was, like I said, his family had put on local uh, country opera shows for years, and they were still they were doing it at that time as well, uh, in a building uh, in Hillview. It was like almost looked like an airplane hangar type building, uh, but it was called the Great River Road Opry, and he let us rent that out, and we sold tickets for five dollars. And put on many, many shows at uh, that time. So oftentimes, uh, some people would ask, "Why you? What made you charge five dollars? Why not 10? But so the reason I did that was because a lot of the rock shows I was going to at the time in Jacksonville, Illinois, to see this band, the Junior Varsity, that would later play a role in inspiring my music going forward. Um, I was a big fan of those guys, and all their shows were five dollars a piece to get into, and they were a blast. So. And sometimes they'd have multiple bands on there. So I'm like, well, I'm just charging five bucks for one band. So we did a longer show, about 
hour and a half, two hours. And we had many great shows there. A lot of fun memories. I had a birthday party there one time during the show. They uh, made me a cake that (laughs) was pretty funny. I'm going to try to dig up that picture. That was a hilarious cake. I remember uh, that was the first time I really had true support um, from other people other than just my family and close friends. Uh, We had some people come over from other towns, a group of girls from Greenfield, two sisters that came over to see us all the time and brought over their friends, even made shirts that had my name on it and stuff. I thought it was like the coolest thing ever. I thought I'd made it. I still appreciate them guys so much for doing that. That really helped me out early on, all that support. Just, you know, somebody else believing in you that you don't know, you haven't known your whole life, like your family and close friends. It, It really gives you that extra boost to keep going and to try more. Try different things and try to expand what you're doing. And we'd also do, we did a lot of shows at the Great River Road Opry. We also did shows at the uh, Seton Hall, which is a local hall you can rent out in my hometown of Whitehall. And at that time, we were getting some press for our uh, EP. It was just in the local newspapers, but it was pretty exciting, you know, to see your name in the paper and getting interviewed about your music. And all the local papers have always been very supportive of us. So that was. That's always something I'm just super grateful for and still am to this day. We grew the band a little bit, uh, adding some more players. At the time, my cousin got a job that was further away, about three hours. So uh, we moved him to guitar so he could come in and play whenever he was available and added a bass player who's no longer with us, John Nicola. He was a blast to be around and talk about a super positive guy to me and a huge supporter of my original music. He was always pushing it, you know, Let's quit doing not so many covers. Let's do more of your originals. You need to write more songs and just keep, kept on going. First guy to ever sing harmony with me. It was great. And uh, we also added a harmonica player, Mr. Robert Douglas, who is, I mean, to this day, still a man on fire on the stage. He is a pure entertainer, folks. I'm telling you what. Oh, Robert Douglas. Gotta love him. And so we would do shows from then on at the Great Road Opry and Seton Hall. And uh, we never released any more music after that. Uh, kind of slowed down with my co- me and my cousin were the driving force in it. And my dad had other projects. My uncle had his wood carving career. So, I mean, everybody was kind of spread thin. And so I, we kind of slowed down as my cousin got more involved in his new job. And like I said, he lived three hours away. And at that point, I was going to a lot of shows uh, in Jacksonville, rock and roll shows to see this band, the Junior Varsity. There was, uh, they were all from the local Jacksonville, Illinois area, and are still to this day one of my favorite bands. Still rock out to them this day. They're no longer releasing music, but I'm hoping, hoping that they uh, come out with something new. I think, I think there may be something there. I don't know. I saw something online, but that might have been just a tease. But we'll see what happens. I hope so. So, if any of you guys from Junior Varsity happen to be listening to this, I hope you guys do something because. Your music is some of my favorite. Like you guys are my top five favorite artists, bands, just music makers of all time. And I'm, there's a lot of people that think that. So we're here to support y'all. And you guys did it. I think I went to your reunion show. Uh, the last one you had was about a year and a half, two years ago, Boondocks in Springfield. And that was phenomenal. You guys hadn't missed a beat at all. Like I said, I was going to a lot of shows to see the Junior Varsity as well as the other local acts they had in there. But I always went to go see the Junior Varsity. I bought every new shirt they had. I was like biggest fan you could possibly be. I remember checking their website before they had the official, the JuniorVarsity.com. I remember the JuniorVarsity.CJB.net. And I'm like, ooh, CJB.net. So I looked on there. Then I ended up finding out how to create a website 
and I got hooked up on tripod.com at the time. It was like a little thing you could create your own like free website. And so I started uh, learning how to do that as well and creating websites. So it was kind of cool. And so that so this part of the story, like the Midwest Avenue thing kind of came and it was a big part of my life for a minute. And then it just kind of slowed back down. And then I went into like, I was getting really inspired going to see the junior varsity a lot. And I never thought I could do like what they were doing, but I loved the music. It was just, it was so different and unique that I just, I grasped a hold of it and just loved it. Like it was my, I was to it all the time. Like I said, I could go on and on about the junior varsity. They're an excellent group, group of guys, amazing band. At this point, I was a senior in high school and still going to see these shows. And the uh, high school talent show was around the corner towards the end of the school year. Uh, the only four musicians really in the school that I knew of was me, Dave Petty, played drums and guitar, uh, Ben Neese played guitar, and Tim Anthony played guitar. And I played guitar as well. So I was like, we all need to get together and learn a couple songs. So we did. We uh, ended up uh, learning two rock and roll songs. I sang one, Tim sang the other, and I ended up playing bass. And Ben and Tim on guitar and Dave on the drums. We had such a great response from doing them two songs. It was my first time ever playing any type of rock or anything other than like the country genre of music. So it was really kind of eye-opening for me and it was such a rush. And I think the other three guys felt it as well. So we decided to keep on going with this. And that summer we ended up recording our own five-song EP as well of songs that we had written. And that's what the next part is going to be about, is about the band, The Big City. It was a heck of a time. We did some fun things, so I'm excited to talk about that. So yeah, that's kind of a wrap on the beginning of Midwest Avenue, which we'll touch base on later on in the future. But next up, we're going to talk about my first time playing some rock and roll music in The Big City. The sun comes up The rain falls down from the sky The wind blows down from the trees But they don't compare to your smile But you don't know what you got Cause she's walking out the door She's turning around She's never looking back for more When she said goodbye She gave me tears to cry She's never coming back again Now I've lost my